0: Welcome to the podcast, Jennifer. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you reached out to me. Um, For those of you listening, this is going to be another episode where we delve into story and what is the real lived experience of people who've had abortions. Um, A lot of my episodes I have kind of more guest experts, and there's been more and more story this year, and I'm just glad you reached out. Um, Jennifer reached out to me and said, hey, I have some stories, and I think they, it might be helpful for me and the listeners to get them out in the world. So here we are. Is there any way you want to introduce yourself um, on this podcast to get started? Yeah, so my
1: name is Jen. Um, I am 23 years old. Um, I had two abortions, one in February of 2021. And then um, on June twenty fourth, the day Roe vs. Wade was overturned of this past year. Um, I actually found this podcast after my first abortion and I found that it was extremely helpful in um, my healing process and I love all the experts and everybody that's come on um, so I'm really excited to get the opportunity to share my story.
0: Mm. Did you <laughs> probably haven't opened the podcast today but today I was like I have either lost my mind or I'm on to something really good because I am now going to be releasing two episodes a week. (laughs) I don't know when this episode will come out, but I am still sort of in a state of, I know this is the right thing for me to be doing right now, but I'm like, what are you getting yourself into Amanda? So I love that you found the podcast after your first abortion and I'm I am curious what the effect of having listened was when you realized you were in another situation where abortion was the right choice choice for you like can you imagine what that second time would have been like had you not had the found the
1: podcast? <laughs> yeah, I think the second one would have definitely been, a lot harder um I mean it was hard regardless both times I mean I remember just like growing up so I I had my first abortion I was a senior in college yeah um with this guy named Chris and we kind of had been on and off all throughout college um it was an extremely toxic relationship um and I found out that I was pregnant, and I told myself my whole life like, if I ever got pregnant, I would never get an abortion. Like, I, I wouldn't do that. Famous last
0: I'm, words, right?
1: Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then, of course, the situation, you're just like, oh my God, like, what am I going to do? Um, I knew my parents weren't going to be on board with it. Um, he was freaking out that his basketball career would be over <sighs> totally from the start. He did not want it. Um, and I told him deep down, I I thought I knew I was going to get an abortion just because I honestly feel like I didn't really have a choice. I didn't feel like I had any support from anybody. Um, so the first one was really, really tough. Um, just being like your last semester, senior year of college, everyone wants to have fun and party.
2: Mm -hmm. And
1: I was, the most depressed i think i've ever been in my entire life um my friends tried to be there for me but i don't think they knew how
2: yeah
1: um they wanted to like go out and drink all the time and i would just be sitting in my room crying listening to this podcast or to um another podcast called the the abortion diary that is all about Stories and, and that one also really helped me get through it and just not feel alone yeah. um but I think these podcasts it's just a great way to not feel alone I mean I didn't have the Chris he he was not good to me throughout the entire experience mm-hmm. I remember he like a week after um And I had the medication abortion, so I was still bleeding and I was going to be for like the next like four to six weeks. And he looked at me and was like, are you going to dwell on this forever?
2: Mm.
1: After like just a few, like after just a few days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that's kind of when I knew like he wasn't going to be there for me. So I knew if. I, I knew this was a situation I was going to need help with. So that's why I tried to find resources on my own, like this podcast. And I actually um found like a support group in the Boston center for pregnancy choices for women. And um, that was like an eight week therapy group, where it was like all women who have had abortions and they just kind of help you through the healing of that. And that was also something that I don't, I don't think I would have made it through without. Mm So I'm really thankful for my experience through then. Um, If
0: you were, for some reason, this question is popping into my mind and you don't have to answer any questions I ask, Um, but it's wanting to be asked. If you were to thank yourself for finding what you needed the podcasts the support group the um will to keep going I don't know all the pieces of what it was but like what would the thank you to the Jen who got through that first abortion and that
2: time what would it sound like um
1: it would probably just be like thank you for taking care of yourself for the way that you needed. Um, Like that was easily like the most difficult time Mm. like of my entire life. But I look back and I'm proud of myself that I was able on my own to take care of myself and find resources that were gonna help me because I wasn't gonna get that from Chris and I wasn't getting it from my family. So, yeah,
0: that's amazing. Um, We have not worked together in a coaching relationship, but if, you know, if we had, and just in this conversation, like that's an exercise you can always do. And I encourage you to always do is like, I had an abortion and I learned how to take care of myself. Right. Like I learned how to find the resources I needed. And that's a story you get to forever take with you because Mm -hmm. you did do good by you. You took care of Jen the way she needed to be taken care of. So I admire that in you. Thank you. All right. So you moved through number one and shoot, I don't have a statistic on the top of my mind, um, but having multiple abortions is really common. Have you found the website Two Plus Abortions? Maybe on my podcast? <laughs> actually, I actually have. Okay, it's back there somewhere. Um, the woman who runs that is just absolutely incredible. But um, yeah, it's called Two Plus Abortions. You can find the Instagram page. You can find the website. So many stories and resources for people who've had multiple abortions because it's actually really, really common that people don't just have one, they have multiple. And again, I, maybe, you know, the statistic, but I can't recall it. Um, what was it like for you taking care of yourself after the first abortion and then finding yourself in it again, in the decision again, not only in it again, but in it in a highly volatile like media frenzy of the overturn of Roe like I am positive you are not the only person with your story and so what was that story that other listeners also know
1: yeah so I mean even after my first one I said the same thing to myself I would never get another abortion (laughs) I cannot I cannot go through that again I didn't think I would be strong enough to go through it again Um, and then here I was not even like a year later with the same guy the same situation and I had actually just come back from vacation and I remember the car ride to the airport I felt nauseous and in my head I was like this feels exactly what my morning sickness felt like the first time I was like no way like that it's not possible like it it can't happen again like I'm not that unlucky and then I go home and I just can't stop thinking about it and so I took a test in the morning like alone in my bathroom and it came back positive right away and I started freaking out like no way Mm
2: -hmm. and so
1: I went and got like five more tests and they all come back positive so then I'm just sitting there like what the fuck am I going to, sorry, I don't know if we can.
0: No, I swear all the time.
1: <laughs> like, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. I immediately was like, I'm keeping it. Like, I want to keep the baby. Like, mm-hmm. I really want this one because I really wanted the first one. Mm-hmm. I just knew there was so many things like going into it financially. I wasn't able to live on my own and take care of a baby. The father of the baby didn't want it my parents were going to be against it i just felt like i had no choice so i was like this this time it's it's my choice I, I i'm keeping the baby yeah um and then i call chris again to tell him what happened and he immediately starts freaking out because he's supposed to go play basketball overseas professionally and his career's over once again and telling me his family's gonna shun him and we'll only like give a terrible life to this baby there's no way we can make it work so immediately I'm like oh god like the same thing is happening again Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and I tried to plead with him like we can make it work like everything you're saying like we can find a way like I want to keep it and he was just so against it and he would he would he wasn't compromising there was no compromise and i know people say like your body your choice and yes but i i always want to take into the fact that it it was his child too and the father like like i like i loved him like i wanted his say and i didn't think i could like have a baby on my own if he was going to be in Europe playing basketball I would be left all by myself
2: Mm -hmm.
1: I don't make a lot of money so I was already freaking out about that and actually the job that I'm in now the person before me was pregnant and her and her boss decided that she couldn't do the job because she was pregnant so then I'm sitting here like I'm about to start this job. And I know the woman before me had to leave because she was pregnant. What am I going to do? Like, she's going to, if I tell her, it's going to be the same thing. Um, and it was like my first full-time job. I was excited. I was moving out. I'm in an apartment by myself. And I was like, I can't do that being pregnant alone. Like it was going to be too hard. So actually the day I found out that I was pregnant, it was June 10th. I was like, Okay, I'm just gonna make an appointment for Planned Parenthood in the future. I'm gonna give myself like a solid two weeks to really sit and think, because Mm -hmm. the first time around, I found out I was pregnant. I told Chris, and he was like, "I want to get this done right away, like right now." And so I was like, Mm -hmm. "All right, I'll make an appointment for like in in a week." He goes, "No, like tomorrow. I want this done now." So we made it like for two days later, and I think that's why the first one was so hard because mm-hmm. I didn't have time to really process what I was feeling and what I really wanted. So I wanted to give myself that this time. So I literally picked a random date, June 24th. They had one open, so I was like, like, all right, I'll do it. June 24th, I picked it. And then um, the second pregnancy was physically like extremely difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, I was nauseous and throwing up from when I opened my eyes in the morning until I went to bed at night. I had never felt so sick in my mm-hmm. life. And meanwhile, I'm hiding. I was living at home. I was hiding it from my parents. I was just hiding out in my room. They're wondering why I'm eating saltines and popsicles because that was the only thing that like, made me feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, so those two weeks were just like really hard because physically I, I wasn't well enough to like even stand up on my own I was in bed and I was like I I don't if I want if I kept the baby I don't know how long I can do this like I'm not able to do anything um so after just talking oh and I I told my sister Mm -hmm. which was a mistake because she got like mad at me and Mm -hmm. like didn't talk to me for A little bit because she was mad that I got pregnant again as if like it was something I wanted like this was something I wanted to go through um so that that was hard and I mean both abortions were very isolating
2: Mm -hmm.
1: I begged Chris to come to some appointments with me and he
2: didn't um uh,
1: um and so for the first one with the medication abortion you, you do it at home by yourself and i i begged him to stay with me overnight because mm-hmm. i didn't want to be alone mm-hmm. um, and, he and you me, were still in college
0: at that point
1: yes i was in yeah. college yeah. i lived in a school i was like i do not want to be alone um mm-hmm. they told me be really painful and he was like i don't i don't want to like i don't want to do that so i mm-hmm. called my best friend which he got mad at me for because he didn't want me to tell anybody, not my best friends, nobody, not my coaches. Hmm. I had to I had to tell my coaches because I, I couldn't play basketball after getting an abortion. Like you you're not supposed to do heavy lifting or anything for a couple of days. So I, I had to tell yeah. them. So my best friend comes. Um, I, I go to her apartment and we do it there. And even that one, that was probably the most pain I've ever been in I remember just waking up in the middle of the night like curled over in a ball and like I crawled to the bathroom and I was just laying on the floor and um one of my friends woke up and like came and helped me through it she's a nurse now like she was so she knows she knew what she was doing she was there helping me so like at least I had her um but like I would have liked to have Chris I mean I loved him he was supposed to be like my best friend. So it just sucked not having someone support who was like involved with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for the second one, after I mean, when I decided that I was gonna have the abortion, it it wasn't an easy decision, but um he he's across the world playing sports, playing basketball professionally, he's not here. Um, My family is such a tough situation. I really didn't know how that was gonna play out. My parents are trying to move to their retirement home. So then have like, just, there was a lot going on. I didn't think it was the right time. And then I kept thinking to myself, do I really wanna have a baby with a guy who now twice has, shown me how much he doesn't want to have a baby with me
2: yeah um and that was hard but
1: so I told him the second time I was like I'm not gonna allow you to treat me the way you did the first time Mm -hmm. you have to be there for me um so we got a hotel room and um I had the abortion there And I actually told the people at Planned Parenthood um, that the first time was so unbearable. I was like, I'm gonna need something stronger because I don't think I can do that again. So luckily I was asleep for most of it. I mean, there were painful parts, but it was definitely better than the first one. Um,
2: But that day at Planned
1: Parenthood, that was, I mean, I remember we were I was we were sitting in the waiting room when I got like the alert on my phone Mm. saying Roe vs Wade was just overturned, and me and a couple of the other women who just received the same thing as me, we all looked at each other and we were just like, "What the fuck?" And then um, some of the workers there when they took me into the back, like they were crying and they were consoling each other, and then I started crying and um, just like. It was just tough to think like I am in the situation now and women across the world no longer have this choice. And in a way, I almost felt guilty for having one when other mm. women
2: aren't. Mm-hmm.
1: But I mean, I tried to take a positive spin on it. And I was like, this is my way of saying fuck you to the government. Like my mm-hmm. body, my choice, like you can't stop. You can't stop me from doing this. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm lucky to live in a state where I don't think it's really ever going to change. I think it's always going to be a choice here. Yeah. Um, but I was like, you know what, this is me sticking up for women everywhere who no longer get that choice. And I'm going to do it for everybody.
0: Mm. Wow. I like full body chills thinking about that moment. Just like, we've used the language of sort of radical resistance but like that was you in that moment like this isn't just for me yeah so that powerful moment yeah it was and even though we can have that super empowered like radically like powerful moment I don't know I'm using words because I don't really know what your words are there are other feelings too. Like that's just some of what's inside the bubble of the entire experience.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was the rest of that for you? That second experience?
1: Um, so of course I didn't tell my parents that it was happening, that I was pregnant. I didn't I just thought it would be easier because the first time was so tough when I told them. I didn't want to have to deal with that again. Um, But my mom found out. She checked my bank statement and saw $700 to Planned Parenthood and kind of put it together. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So she actually, I was asleep and she started calling me excessively, like, until I picked up. So Chris was like, Jen, your mom's called you 30 times. You, You need to pick up. And I was like, I, I knew. I'm Like, I just knew. I was like, okay, she found out. Like, that's the only reason why she's calling me like this. So I remember I picked up and she was like, where are you right now? And I was like, I'm in a hotel. She goes, yep, because you had an abortion today, didn't you? And I was like, yep, I did. And she was so mad at me.
2: Yeah.
1: And was like, you cannot tell anybody that you had this abortion like I can't believe you've had two abortions like and I was I did say I was like mom I don't think you understand how common it is like this I'm not the only person in the world that's had two and it's not like I did this on purpose I didn't want to get pregnant again I and she was so so mad at me and just kept basically her and my sister just said that I, I like did it to myself. And that was just tough to hear in a time where I needed support mm-hmm. um, from two people who are supposed to always be there for you to feel like they weren't was really difficult for
2: me. Mm. Um, so
1: that, w- that was hard, but I always kind of feel like I'm pretty good at taking care of myself. I know I do tend to isolate from people, um, but that's just more of because that's what I need. I need my alone time because like many women, it's all I think about. Um, and even like some of my friends, I could tell after talking about it for so long, they're just like move on because <laughs> they don't get it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm still, In the process of healing through the second one
2: and it's been hard um it's just yeah i don't know what do you wish the world that is the
0: name of my book i guess (laughs) what do you wish
2: the world would offer you and people in your situation just like
1: acceptance, compassion. <laughs>
2: hey, that's why I put this t-shirt on today.
0: So <laughs> <laughs> it's acceptance equals love.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: acceptance, compassion,
2: what and else?
1: just like non-judgmental.
2: Because
1: mm-hmm. um, you really, unless you are, every everybody's different. Everybody mm-hmm. has even if you're family, everybody's different. Um, And people really don't understand unless you're in that situation. What, like, what could happen if you did keep the baby? Like, people will say like, oh, you like some of my friends would be like, Jen, you'd be fine. Like, you'll be fine. I'll be like, okay, but so are you going to help me out when I'm by myself living in a studio apartment while the father of the baby is across the world playing basketball my parents are two hours away like who's gonna help me I have a full-time job like and like yeah some some people just like I don't think people really understand unless you are in that situation and you hear that so much around abortion um so that's why like I mean, I think I've become more compassionate, more understanding, more accepting of others just because I feel like I, I didn't get that in both of my experiences. And uh, yeah. so that's also why I wanted to um, share my stories just so if other women feel like the way I felt like to know you're not the only one um, and that. We have, we're lucky to have people like you who make podcasts like this for us to have a little community, yeah. which I, I found to be extremely helpful in my healing process.
0: I'm so glad. I'm so glad that you found the podcasts you found and have felt a little bit of respite from them um, or inside of them. I am really stuck, <laughs> so I'm just gonna say it. I'm really stuck on these words you'll figure it out um, and people not understanding. And, you know, I've had this thought before about hearing you tell your story today and just knowing how complex and layered our stories are. Um, it's just so sad. Like I'm having such a moment of sadness that we would live in a nation that wants to bring kids into you'll figure it out. Like what kind of life is that for children that we have them because technically we're capable of figuring it out? Like why is that good enough for people who force pregnancy in the way that we're seeing in the country today. So we're recording this at the beginning of September. Roe was overturned on your abortion day in June. Um, And there are people over the summer who have been forced to carry pregnancies and will be bringing kids into the world in a you'll figure it out situation. And I think I'm just feeling really struck by how sad that is right now that that's what we think as a wealthy privileged country that that's what we think is good enough that's just all I have to say it feels very sad to me right now um, yeah and you shouldn't have to have a baby and figure it out and that child should not be brought into a space where it's just like I'll find a way. I'll find a way. And my mother will suffer and my father won't be here. My grandparents won't support me. <laughs>
1: like it's crazy. It's just like utterly crazy. Mm-hmm. And that's why like when you ask me what I wish I got is that acceptance and compassion is i our country and the world we live in right now like they just they just don't have that. And of course, I mean, it's being run, all these laws or whatever, being overturned by men and they just, they don't get it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I have two questions. One comes back to the layer of um, entering a job in which someone had just been let go of whether that was whatever the circumstance of that was, right? But you are entering this job that you know someone had to leave because of a pregnancy. Um, <clears throat> that piece of it is something that I think a lot of us don't think about is like, if we want to be professional people in the world, if we want to create like, independent incomes, if we want to find financial freedom, if we want to be able to support ourselves, if we love what we do, I don't know what you do as a professional, but right, like, if you just love it and want to be a part of that, like, that we live in a place where you're in such an emotional turmoil, a complicated relationship, a young person, and you're entering the professional world with that messaging. Like, that's what we're doing to people in this country right now. Is like in the year 2022, a reproductive person <laughs> has to choose career, income, which is literally survival for many people,
2: or a figure it out pregnancy. It's so sad
1: yeah and I like struggled with that for so long and I went back and forth literally made like a pro and cons list of if I kept it how could I do this job at the same time but I'll admit it I was terrified to tell my boss yeah. she had, she doesn't she doesn't know I was ever pregnant doesn't know about the abortion um I, I was really scared. I, it was, it's my first, like, real job. It, in a way, it's my dream job. I'm doing exactly what I wanted to do, um, and at at the end of the day, I just, I felt like I really wasn't given a choice.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. My
0: choices are limited by the society that we live in. That's just what it looks like right now we can't we can't pretend that that's not true it is it is Mm -hmm. true and one of the ways we take back our power is to say no I refuse that I'm not going to have a figure it out pregnancy I'm going to make choices for my life that align with where I want to go how I want to be what would you say to think
2: the Jen who made her second choice and is living through that
1: um to be honest I feel like I'm kind of coasting through this one I think subconsciously I'm suppressing a lot of the feelings I'm like I probably would be feeling because I kind of dove into my work and I'm like I don't have time to be sad. Um, so calm. But I mean, I do let myself. Whenever I'm in the car by myself, you better believe I will be crying because that's when I'm alone. I I'm I'm thinking about it. So I let myself cry when I need to cry. Um, a lot of those times, it's me just like even if it's like on my way to work, 15 minutes. I'm like, all right, Jen, cry it out right now, and then walk into work with a smile on your face. Um,
2: okay let's but, change the question okay someday
0: I'm not there yet because right now I'm still in the coasting phase
2: someday I'm gonna say thank you Jen for
1: I mean kind of just same as the first one just getting through it again but I do think the second abortion has taught me to choose myself over anyone. Um, yeah. This, the second abortion completely destroyed me and Chris's relationship for good. And I do think that is for the better. Um, so in a way it has taught me that I need to take care and I need to love myself.
0: Yeah, I chose
1: me. (laughs)
0: And that's the thing is like, yeah, we can say our body, our choice, and like it can be this whole amazing movement, but like, we're still not saying like, we're still not accepting that I choose me is what's happening and what matters and like loud and proud. I choose me we haven't
1: got there yet I don't think no I don't think so either (sighs) I mean that's a part of the reason why I wanted like I'm so happy that I'm able to share my story is like having your own mother tell you like she was she was scared I was gonna get fired from my job if they found out that I had an abortion like even stuff like like being told you cannot share this story like you cannot tell anybody because this is such an unprecedented time and all of that and in my head I was like no that's why I need to speak out on this like this is a part of the problem silencing people who have had abortions it just makes them feel even more alone than they already do in the whole entire situation Um, yeah yeah and I just found sharing like hopefully sharing my story is just going to help other women feel more comfortable. It's, it's okay to talk about it. Like I went through it and twice, and it's the reason I am who I am. the, The first one made me more compassionate, more understanding of everybody. Um, and this one taught me to love myself. So I'm, I, I mean, I am learning valuable lessons um, and I'm not scared to tell people what I've been through because it's, it's my story. And especially where we're at today, I think it, I think it needs to be heard.
0: Mm, I have chills again. <laughs> I'm excited for you. Um, you know, and I, I think abortion can be really messy and really complex and I wouldn't wish it on anybody, but I I do think you're right. It makes us who we are. And that's, in a lot of cases, that's what the world needs, needs us to learn these lessons about understanding and compassion and choosing ourselves. And I think learning to love yourself is a journey you never really stop taking um but you get better and better and better at it and you spend more and more and more time loving yourself and so if this is what where you land from these abortions like that's a beautiful thing you will create
2: an amazing life in the world Thank you for being here. Is there anything you wanna
0: say to a listener before we wrap up?
1: Yeah, um, if you feel alone, if you feel like you don't have support from anybody, um, don't be scared to take things into your own hands. I think that's what saved me. Um, Go online find support groups, find a podcast. I also, um, I bought a book called experiencing abortion after mm. my first, friend. I can't remember who it's by, um, but even just like f- finding things yourself, you'll, you'll be, it, it'll do good for you. Yeah. And it'll help make you feel better and you'll be able to do things on your own and it's okay to get help. Yeah. It's okay to talk about it. Don't be scared to talk about it. Yeah. Perfect.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Until next week. All right. Thanks for listening, and as always, please consider sharing, rating, and reviewing this podcast. It helps me reach a wider audience and invites more people to thrive. After If you're someone who chose abortion and find yourself struggling, hiding, or wishing you could move beyond your experience, head over to my website and book a free call. We'll talk about how you can start living the life you made your choice for.